It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast. Oh, the word Euro's gone. Hurrah. Now, as the fallout continued from the disruption following Sunday's Euro final at Wembley, Simon Jordan and the Daily Mail's Dominic King clashed over the media's handling of the event. Dominic, good morning. Trial by media, says Simon. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head, Jim. Uh, Simon, I'm going to have to vainly well, disagree with bloody you. Christmas if you don't, no, do well, no, look, look, it's, um, it, it was a public interest to report that on, on Sunday night. Agreed. It was absolutely appalling and it needed to be broadcast Agreed. to everybody. Agreed. But we're going on now and we'll go on and we'll go on and we'll go on and we'll go on for days and days and days and days. I don't, Simon, I don't, I don't, Simon, I don't. We're three, we're three days in. Dominic, carry on. So it's, it's, a, it's a huge deal, Simon. It was, the, it, was the, it was football's biggest night in this country for 55 years. And it was ruined. You might you might disagree with me. You might disagree with me about the, the the length of time that it needs to be in the media. It has to be. It has to be broadcast. It was Agreed. appalling, Simon. Agreed. And and no, and not at one point have I suggested that that's not the case. I have suggested that we are going to continue now to give this to give to coin Jim's expression to give it arms and legs to keep on growing it. You're going to keep hearing stories for the next few days because there is so much. It's affected so many people that everybody has a viewpoint, and that is what it has. Seeking you shall find, I guess, Dominic. You keep on asking, and you'll find enough stories, I guess. Uh, what do you mean, seeking you will find? Well, people have been difficult to, me, to follow, is it? No, if no, you no, keep no, on, no, You keep no, on no, inviting people to tell you your stories about their experiences. No, no, I, and by the no, way, no. Dominic, the headline in the Times was that these players' wives were sought out by these fans, rather than these horrible, disgusting individuals that are broken upon a stadium, have alighted upon the area where the players... It's almost as if the way that it was framed in the media was there was a plan by these fans to break in the stadium and go and terrorise the players' wives. No, they alighted well, upon them because they shouldn't have been there in the first place, i.e. the fans. So the framing yeah, like of the discussion is something I disagree with. The sentiments and the ramping up and the consistent necessity to be able to egg it no higher and higher. I, I, I don't know where you, you get just that. Done it, I, I don't know where you just get that. We've just, we've, just, we've just played an influencer. We're going to try and sneak into Wembley, a change of plan. We're going to try and sneak in. Police are squatted up. Playing him on national radio and giving him the very thing that he should be denied. He's got 1.3 million followers. 
Manchester United's Harry Maguire said his father has suspected broken ribs after being caught up in a stampede by ticketless fans at Wembley at the Euro 2020 final. Former Republic of Ireland striker Tony Cascarino has said that England have always had issues with the behaviour of some supporters. Three Lions midfielder Andros Townsend admitted he would not take his children to Wembley. I was fearing for them because people were bursting in. There was no security, there was no armed security, there was no police, there was nothing. There was just these people, fans bursting in in their droves, um, probably a couple of hundred in, in that family section with no ticket. So all it took was one one of those people to recognise one of the family and have a disagreement. And mm. who knows, it could have been more than a broken rib. So I think there should have been at least for the family in that section, at least should have been a lot more security protecting the, the, the mm. England players' loved ones. This went badly wrong. You know, even if England had won, this was still a problem because this was all happening before the game started. So don't tell me that wouldn't have been problems after the game. This carnage, it was like the gremlins and been let loose and just everybody going mad. I was astounded. I mean, look, we've all watched stuff on social media. It was just an extraordinary day and not in a good way. It was a lot of bad stuff going on. I saw, I saw it at one o'clock in the afternoon in London. I was here for a few hours and it continued and just got worse. But if you're fueled by alcohol and probably other stuff, as we know, then you're asking for trouble. How many tournaments have England been involved in? And there's been problems. Now, there's a large percentage of fans who do absolutely the right thing. Who, you know, but there's this mob rule that seems to behind England on numerous occasions. I mean, I remember Italy going back in 1990. Thousands of Irish went and all had a great time, jolly up singing, and it was great fun. But England have had this element, and is a small minority. They, I see it in Dublin when we played there in back in the 90s, and there was a, a section of England fans that just went crazy. And I've witnessed it a few times. We've seen it in Marseille in World Cup. On now to the former FA chairman, Greg Dyke, who believes the Wembley violence won't affect the Great Britain and Ireland 2030 World Cup bid. Well, I went. I went on the train. Uh, I walked down Wembley Way. I didn't see a lot. I didn't see violence. I saw a lot of alcohol. There were a lot of cans and bottles lying around. I sometimes think these things get exaggerated. I, d I don't know how bad it was. I mean, there have been a lot of alcohol and there were quite a lot of people there who clearly didn't have tickets. I hope this was an exception, but I, I don't think that will affect our bid for 2030. You know, it's not unknown to have... I mean, I've been to a number of tournaments over the years where I've seen quite a lot of violence. Now, new Everton manager Rafa Benitez has held his first press conference since becoming the new manager. TalkSport's Ian Moosey Moosey Abrahams asked the former Liverpool boss if he's worried he won't be able to win over the Goodison Park faithful. To be fair, and I will tell you something that maybe not too many people know, but when I was uh, there in Chelsea, in Coban, we were going to the supermarket, to the restaurants, and the fans were really good. So we didn't have these uh, things that you could see sometimes in the TV. So... The majority of the fans uh, every day, they, they were fine. I can see in Liverpool, Liverpool is my city. We have uh, very good connections in the red uh, side, in the blue side. And now, obviously, uh, a lot of people in the blue side, they will be pleased if I am successful. So I don't see a big issue. I think that the fans uh, appreciate that uh, we will be here working really hard for, for the team, for the club. And then if we can do well, nobody will be talking about that, uh, what happened in the past. So... I'm thinking about the future. I know that they want me to be successful. 
and I'm sure that uh, we can do it. And we were trying, you know, but when you play with uh, small clubs, always it's, it's difficult. They play deep and they try to, to do the same. It's a long time ago, you are fighting for your club, and then it's what I will do now. So if you are the manager, you have to defend your club in any context. In this case, uh, I will fight for Everton. I will try to do my best every single game, and I will try to compete against anyone. So I'm really uh, pleased that uh, this club is, uh, is getting bigger and bigger, and I'm happy with the idea that we can challenge and we can compete, and I will fight for that. Now, England's forward Jaden Sancho says hate will never win after he received racist abuse following the Euro 2020 final defeat. The drive show was at Marcus Ratchford's mural in Manchester, which had been vandalised after Sunday's game. Their guest was race equality educator Aisha Khanum, who said the city is rallying together to support Rashford. I'm not surprised, as Manchester's always been kind of the one to react positively to. We had the arena bombings um, back back then, and and this is not a surprise to me because Manchester has been has got together and we've always been supportive of each other and, and calling out racism or any form of kind of disunity. So this doesn't surprise me. And again, it's reassuring that there is that support and people do recognise that this is this is not okay. And you know we want to support Marcus Rashford and he does represent the city. So of course, and it's expected and they should. On now to the British and Irish Lions who lost to South Africa A. The match, of course, was live on TalkSport and this is how it all sounded. Starting with your commentators, James Haskell and Andrew Macker-McKenna. Oh my goodness, what a dramatic end. The Lions did so nearly turn it over and get one more crack at this game. The Lions have come a cropper against South Africa A. They've lost by 17 points to 13. My personal view of this, I think it's a great wake-up call for the Lions. And I think what they've shown in the second half, if they do what they're supposed to do and how they want to do it, they can challenge and be a far better side. I'd say for South Africa, it's a little bit concerning because they started so well and then they faded. They haven't really executed very much in this second half. They've come off a couple of times second best. But it goes to show how dangerous they are, and I think this will be a great learning curve for the for the lads, and they'll know now what is the minimum standard of, of intensity. And I think in the first half they were just off that. And don't forget the tour is live and exclusive to Talksport, and that first test is next Saturday. Now, Talksport's most recent edition up front with was a tribute to the late great Paul Mariner. The former Ipswich and England striker was in conversation with Sam Matterface and in the episode he spoke about his memories of beating Arsenal in the 1978 FA Cup final. We had a squad, it was a, it was a thin squad uh, in Ipswich, but um, as I said, the collective was very strong. And I remember on the Thursday, we got down there, we went to a high school and there were clumps of grass and it was absolutely hosing it down with rain. Uh, we're doing this training session and the gaffer pulled us in he said I'm going to change the system so we said oh this will be good because as I said we're always a 4-4-2 system team he said we're going to go 4-3-3 he said but we're going to play 10 aside so we said oh this will be interesting and I'm not kidding you Sam but we worked on this for five minutes because it was blowing a gale the field was an absolute joke we turned to the gaffer said gaffer let's get in this is a waste of time so we're going We'll go out the next day at Wembley and we could not have played any better. To a man, every single player did their job incredibly well. Even though it was a 1-0, it should have been like a 4 or 5 battery. On now to the out-of-contract player, Andros Townsend, who told TalkSport he's been given a final offer by a club and must decide by tomorrow if he's going to join. So I'm training somewhere um, this week. This is why I'm, I have to leave at 9am when I come on. So I'm training somewhere this week. 
been given a, a final offer by a club with a deadline of take it or leave it by the end of the week. I'm pretty close now and hopefully the next week or so I'll be signed and, and training somewhere full time. And Andros Townsend is there to fire it home. That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, where we get your podcast from. Of course, don't forget to press the subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport tonight. I'm my show, Andy Goldstein, Sports Bar, with the fun boy from 10pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.